My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 34, moving on up. <laughs> and in this episode, we are going to be discussing the slasher classic. Yes. Classic classic, A Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm so excited that we're finally getting into the slasher ones because these are the best. They're my favorite. This is my favorite other than... Ha- okay, so Halloween is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at Nightmare on Elm Street versus Friday the 13th versus Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this one oh, is my Nightmare favorite. On Freddy. Yes, all the way. Freddy's my favorite. And I just have so much fun every time I watch this movie. There are some movies that we watch sometimes where I'm like, all right, got to watch Friday the 13th tonight. But it's not like that with Nightmare on Elm Street. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. It's one that I watch every single year around Halloween. Mm-hmm. I never skip it because there are some that I rotate through, you know, don't watch it this year. Right. I try to watch The Exorcist once a year, but I don't always make it. But I always watch Nightmare on Elm Street. And I can't even remember when the first time I saw this movie was. Can't even tell you. It's like one of those where I don't remember the experience because I feel like you're just born seeing it. Yeah, that's how I feel about Halloween. Yeah. And same with Halloween, too. Mm-hmm. That one just really scared me when I was a kid. The music got to me. Yeah, so I, you remember that one. Yeah, yeah. And my dad used to taunt me with Aww. it. But I I just love this one so much. For, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is so fun. And it's I every now and then when I watch a movie, because I typically do most of the stuff on our Instagram I'll take a little shot of the movie without showing the monster or the killer or Mm -hmm. really too much. And on Friday the 13th, I did get some people. Mm -hmm. Not everyone knew what it was, but every single person that answered the question, name the movie on Nightmare on Elm Street, got it right. Which I love. That's fun, especially for hardcore horror people, because we're going to be like, oh my God, I know what that is. Or I don't know. Oh God, I have to know. Yeah. And so I think this is... (sighs) I don't know. Y'all can disagree with me. I think Freddy's more iconic than Jason. I'm just going to say it. At least Freddy was in his own first movie. (laughs) (laughs) Calling people out. (laughs) I know Jason was in it like at the end, jumping out that lake in a dream, but. I like Freddy more. I do He tells jokes and shit. Yeah. great. He knows who he is. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So in the opening credit scene, there is actually Freddy making his knife fingers. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a more iconic because a lot of killers can have a machete or a knife, but only Freddy has the knife yeah. fingers. Robert England actually cut himself the first time he tried the, those things on, so they were actually really sharp. Oh, I bet. Fuck that. Nah. And he's over here running around with them Dude, on his fingers. right? Exactly. Because that's funny because he's running around, and the first thing you do when you fall is catch yourself with your hands. Ugh. What if he had just oh my God. straight up into the throat or something? Holy crap. I'm that, telling you, OSHA was not a thing. Horror. Yes. <laughs> There are a couple horror movies that have had like incidents. Some, I mean, I guess Texas Chainsaw Massacre took a chainsaw to his leg. Good thing there was, like, stuff there, but yeah, yeah. if yeah. something bad had happened, yeah, dang. So this iconic music comes in. My only comment is the, the theme song mm-hmm. here plays really repetitively in this. Mm-hmm. It's just constant. Whereas, like, if, you, if we're just talking about comparing Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, the it's not like 
a hundred percent. It's not like every single scene. Yes, and the it's theme, not really in your face. Like yeah, a theme this song one with is words is in your face the whole fucking time, yeah. which is fine. But you start to like really notice it. At least for me, because I am so in tune to musical scores yeah, in movies. Definitely. I was just kind of like, eh, well, okay. When you do it so much, it just kind of loses its effect of mm-hmm. creating that tension. But it's still iconic. It's still great. I still love it. It's mm-hmm. still fun. He's chasing a girl through what looks like some sort of production plant. You don't really know at this point. And right as she's running through this, which you later find out is basically like a boiler room or, mm-hmm. you know, it says introducing Johnny Depp. And it's just Yay. so interesting how this, uh, you know, huge, huge actor that has done so many things and gotten so many awards started right here is as a bit introducing killed. Yeah. The best kill too. <laughs> yes. Like, Top five, I think, of my favorite horror movie death scenes mm-hmm. is just all the blood in in yes. his scene. But it's just cool to see introducing Johnny Depp. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's been a thing for exactly. a long time. He's not their main poster child of come see it. For right. Him. Exactly. So this girl that was getting chased in the beginning, she is our main character, Nancy's best friend. Mm-hmm. And this nightmare was so bad that that night, Nancy and her boyfriend, who is Johnny Depp's character... Glenn and actually her boyfriend too ends up there ends up staying with her because she's so terrified of this nightmare yeah and her mom is just not around no parents in this movie no like or, or the well parents that are there I was about to say none of these kids have parents except for Nancy yeah who and that's her, a, such a weird her mom's a fucking drunk psycho exactly <laughs> that puts bars on her window to make her sleep okay like, yeah the and the dad's just like that's fine yeah I don't, I'm, we're divorced. I'm not around. Exactly. It's fine. I don't really care what happens in your house. Yeah. I know that she drinks a lot, but you can, you're 15. You can deal with it. Fuck. I know. His parents suck. The friends in this are, so her boy, Tina's boyfriend, Tina is Nancy's best friend, comes by and there's just like screaming sex noises. Dude, with your friends in the fucking living room. Show some respect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I'm not saying that I haven't done stupid shit in front of not like in front, in front of people. Okay. <laughs> with people within hearing distance. Right. But you just adjust. <laughs> you just, exactly. You bring the volume down. Right. You're fuck? not just like, <laughs> which is like, seriously, you know, <laughs> Johnny Depp's character is on the couch. Like, Poor guy. He's just he's like, basically listening to porn and he's like, oh, fuck. Well, that's why he wants to be new with Nancy, but she's yes. like, we're here for Tina. Tina's getting it on. She don't give a fuck about exactly. you. She could have just called him over and it would have been fine. I'm I, Exactly. I don't get why does she need all her friends? Because it's an 80s horror movie, that's so true. we need to hear the romping around. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know they're underage having sex up there. Those 15-year-olds are getting it. <laughs> they're getting it. They're 15, aren't they? Yeah, Nancy's 15. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Fucking gross. Okay. I wasn't that I, open about it. I was going to say, I feel like at 15, you should maybe have some tact in your movie. Eh. Eh, no. Let's have full on screaming. Okay, cool. There's really cool imagery in this movie. And one thing I really love about this, and I'll probably say this a couple times because when I get excited about things, I just get repetitive. <sighs> Up until the end, really, 80s horror especially is known for a lot of cheesy, campy effects. Mm-hmm. I did not feel... Like this movie up, like I said, up until the end, 
where you do get some like, okay, that's definitely 80s. Uh, yeah. But I really, a lot of the effects I thought were done well. The blood looked pretty real. There's they a, had amazing effects. There's like a part. The spinning room and stuff. Yes. They had a part where he cuts his skin open because he's taunting them and you see like maggots and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was done pretty well. I didn't ever feel like, okay, la- I'm, that's laughable mm-hmm. in a lovable way because it really wasn't. And so you get this cool effect of Freddy pushing in on the ceiling when they kind of enter dream world. A few times you get that mm-hmm. really cool imagery. And then it cuts to Tina running from Freddy in her dream. And Freddy starts laughing and he cuts a few fingers off and Tina is struggling under the covers in real life and her boyfriend rips the covers back to see her you know fighting with someone that's not there and she like floats in the air and then gets murdered right in front of him and if anyone doesn't know i mean most horror people know i just wanted to bring up this is the coolest scene because it's a rotating room that she's slowly moving on that people are adjusting okay there's a cameraman attached to that which means at one point he is upside down i would vomit I can't say that I would because I love roller coasters, but I think in a working mindset like that. Also, what's really cool is I think those scenes where she's moving around on top of the ceiling are genuinely creepy. It's very demon-y looking. She did a great job doing that. Yes. And of course, you know, they think it's the boyfriend because he was the only one in there, but Mm -hmm. he just saw these cuts appear on her and then she bled to death. He was also attached to the ceiling and he did vomit when he was upside down, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. I'm telling you, I would. I wouldn't be able to do it. When you say rotating room, so they're, like, literally, like, moving. Yes, so there's, it's a big old box built within a big old box. And they, there are guys outside that are slowly, it's very slow, so it takes a while. But they are very slowly tilting this room. And there's a cameraman who is strapped into a chair with his camera, so he will eventually be upside down. Rod is also strapped to that corner where you can see him in in the shot and they are rotating and she is just like walking along the wall with it or crawling along the wall with it so that it turns with her so it looks like she's on the ceiling. That is the same type of tool that was used for Johnny Depp's scene as well. When Glenn gets fucked up. Yes. That's why you see the blood splashing the way it does because they didn't anticipate when it came up through the hole that it was going to be so heavy and they lost it for a second and it fell back. They could only do it once because the room was going to be destroyed. So they had to take the shot because what happened was it fell actually and splashed out on all the cameras. And it, like, was going to electrocute people. Oh, shit. All their cameras were shot. They lost power for a while because so much, it's just water and food coloring, yeah. came splashing out at them. Mm. Yeah. That rotating room is fucking cool. What a cool effect, too. You had to be so creative. It's not like you had a computer and you could say, okay, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about animation or digital art is easy, but you can program it and tell yes. it and draw it and do the things you need to do to get it to do that yes. within the computer. No, you had dudes holding a big-ass crank to It's like The Exorcist. Bang. All those effects they had yes. to rig up themselves. And it's worth it. It's a fucking amazing. Yeah. That you just don't see or care enough about honestly in movies that don't use it or when cgi was just becoming a thing it was very obvious and i would rather have the rotating room and the water with food coloring and whatever they had in it so that's really cool so nancy tells her parents that she does not think it was rod and they were there because tina had a nightmare and was scared to sleep alone and her dad is a cop at this Mm -hmm. little town's police station not little but i mean it's like a two-room jailhouse it's pretty small yeah exactly and 
it cuts to Nancy going back to school the next day. And the teacher, I was like, she looks fucking familiar. Who the fuck is that? It's, it's, the, it's Lynn Shay. Yeah. she's Insidious. All the, all the Insidious movies, yes. She's in it because her brother actually is the head of New Line Cinema. Oh. Yes. So that's why she's in it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's a good start to your acting career when yeah. your brother just throws you in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Which New Line Cin- Cinema actually is still <laughs> known as the place that Freddie built because they were actually going to file for bankruptcy until this movie and this movie saved them. Man, you see New Line Cinema on fucking everything today. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Freddie saved them. Mm, Look at that. Horror doing stuff. (laughs) I know, right? Academy. (laughs) (laughs) She falls asleep in class and in her dream, she goes out into the hallway to see a trail of blood leading to her friend Tina and she runs into a hall monitor that is in Freddie's sweater, basically. The same colors and stripes and pattern. Where's your hall pass? Yep. And of course, she looks back and it ends up being Freddy's voice, but this hall monitor is still Mm -hmm. taunting her. And Freddy is one of the scarier slashers to me because of his taunting. Mm -hmm. And while this is a slasher, yes, there is still a supernatural element to it. It's not like they're, they're asleep. He's in their dreams. How does that happen? Mm -hmm. How did it happen? And what I like about this movie is there are some movies I watch them. Happy Death Day was one of them just more recently, the first one. When I walked out of that and I was like, but how? Why? Mm -hmm. I don't really care in Nightmare on Elm Street because it's just fucking good. good. Yeah. It doesn't pander to you and tell you why. It just, you know what happened to Freddy and why he's going after these specific people. But they don't tell you how the fuck he... Maybe he made a deal with the devil. Maybe he's a demon. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he's just an angry spirit that's able to do this. You just don't know. But you don't really, in my opinion, care that much. No. Because it's good. He's just fun. Yeah. So why do you need to know? Right. So he's chasing her through the boiler room and she burns herself to wake up. So she's, Nancy's pretty smart. There are a lot of characters where you're like, stop being a dumbass. Yeah. But Nancy's pretty smart, even within a dream. No, she does a good job. Like, yeah. She's setting her watch and stuff like that to wake herself up. She does a good job. Yeah. And she wakes up screaming, and it's a whole big scene. And that's so embarrassing, especially in high school. I know, right? People are just going to call you fucking crazy. And yeah. yeah. So Nancy goes to see Tina's boyfriend, Rod, in jail, and he tells her she was killed by four cuts that didn't even have a person attached and told her about his nightmare about Freddie the night before. And so then she's starting to get really spooked because now they're all seeing the same guy in their dreams. Now somebody's died. And then she goes back home that night and she's in the bathtub. And this is probably the most iconic mm-hmm. scene in this movie. Yeah, definitely. I also have to, I have a question for you. What do you got? Who the fuck drinks warm milk to comfort them? I just want to know. I know that's like a thing. I, that's disgusting. I love milk. Literally don't understand that either. Warm milk is fucking gross. See, and I don't it. like milk in any form except for plant form, like almond or mm-hmm. oat milk. And even then, I don't just, like, drink it. Like, I don't get the warm milk. Like, uh, I've heard that when people are sick. Like, yeah. warm milk. Ugh, mm-hmm. yeah, that I sounds awful. I don't get it either. Like, I'll drink it if it's been sitting there for, I don't know. But that's, like, room temp. Exactly. Not, like, microwave no, milk. don't get it. That's nasty. But her mother, she knocks on the... Her mother is very... She's an interesting character because she's so, so, so deeply concerned about Nancy. Mm -hmm. But she also 
cannot stop drinking straight yeah. from the liquor bottle. Vodka like just... she gets worse. That's the yeah. weird part. You don't see her as a huge alcoholic in the beginning, but towards the end, holy fuck, she's fucked up. Yeah. Well, and I think she might be starting to realize these peop- these kids are having nightmares about Freddie and what they did to Freddie starts to... But even in the beginning, you see her, like, pour something into her coffee. Yeah. You know, so she's got some demons of her own. It's like she's able to deal with it. And yeah. And at the end, she cannot. Yeah, exactly. And you do get this iconic bathtub scene where she's laying there falling asleep. And as she drifts into sleep, you're basically getting an in-between-her-legs-up-at-her-face shot. Yeah. And his his knife fingers come up and go towards her and then of course she kind of wakes up because her mom's banging on the door and the fingers go down but then he pulls her under and they struggle and was he like in my i just have a question about the shot here because again it was the 80s it's not like it was a computer doing it yeah so they they were in a pool and Mm -hmm. had that bathtub kind of built up into it and she was sitting on a ledge and then her legs were actually on the stuntman who put his hand up between her legs. When she came down, that was a stunt woman in the swimming pool. Got it. That'd be scary to f- pretend like you're drowning, like somebody pulling on you. Yeah. I mean, when you have someone chasing you, even, that's very... Like, adrenaline. You get that yeah. adrenaline. Even if it's someone you love, you're like, oh, God, they're going to catch me. So, yeah, I could see that, too. Like, oh, God, yeah. I'm going to drown. Or, right. So, she also sees these pills conveniently called Stay Awake in the medicine cabinet. <laughs> Who has those? I don't know. I, I mean, mean Sleepy Baby, so. That's true. <laughs> Fucking Gypsy Rose shit. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's just weird that they have these pills. I mean, caffeine pills, that's a thing. So, I'm assuming they're like, you'd take them for headaches and stuff. Yeah. But this, this straight up says on the bottle, stay awake. <laughs> She's like, okay. Yeah, she I'd figures like out that. quickly that she can't go to sleep without getting murdered. Yeah. And honestly, when she came out of the furnace after she burned herself to wake her up at school, I figured that burn would be a lot worse, but it's just kind of like a little red yeah, patch. It's not that bad. Yeah. Her boyfriend Glenn sneaks in her window that night, and they've got this trellis that goes mm-hmm. from the porch to her upstairs bedroom, and that's how he gets in. And he sneaks in her window, and she tells him that she needs to go into her dream and look for somebody and wants him to basically stand watch. Mm-hmm. Just watch her sleep, wake her up if it looks like she's struggling too much. And he's a big fat failure. <laughs> yes, he I is. I asked you to do one thing. God. One thing. Break but up with him. Luckily, she has a backup plan and sets an alarm. Yes. Luckily. Again, she's one of the smarter horror movie she is. protagonists she's a good that final we get. Girl. Yeah. She finds Freddie at the jail going to kill Rod. So Rod is still being accused for Tina's murder. He's still at the jail. She still doesn't think he did it because she thinks it's Freddie. Mm-hmm. And so she, in this dream, of course, she can travel in dreams different than you can travel in real life. And she sees through the window that Freddie's going to kill Rod. And then she sees Rod wake up and is screaming for Glenn to wake her up. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, Freddie chases her back to her house and she's running upstairs and you get the quicksand stare scene, which is kind of cool. Like, it's, I like how they took some of this reality, you know, this movie filming process and made it into a dream sequence with little things like yeah. that. Like stepping on the stairs and going through them and making it look like quicksand. Wes Craven actually didn't even want that scene. That was really? thrown in purely for 
I didn't put down his name and I, I failed. I'm sorry, you guys. But the owner of New Line Cinema, yeah. who it saved his movie, he wanted this so bad. And Wes Craven, and he fought the whole fucking film about shit he wanted. And Wes was finally like, you can fucking have this. Jesus. Okay. You can have the quicksand stairs scene. Yes, exactly. I thought it was pretty effective. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked fine. So she gets to her room and she sees that Glenn has fallen asleep and Freddie jumps on top of her and they start struggling. And then he cuts her pillow open and there's just feathers everywhere. <laughs> and then her alarm clock goes off and she wakes up. No, thanks to Glenn. <laughs> and she does see one little feather that she pulled out of her dream. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a quick shot. I didn't even notice it at first, yeah. but she, she does grab a feather. She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> So then she's panicked and Glenn and Nancy go to the police station to check on Rod and it cuts to him sleeping and the sheets are, you know, it looks like they're by themselves forming a noose. Which is creepy. Yes, very. But of course, as you know, he's sleeping and he's dreaming and Mm -hmm. it's, it's Freddie doing it. And Nancy's dad goes down to check on Rod as the sheets are tightening around his neck and it drags him across the floor and hangs him by his neck. That's one of the creepier death scenes to me. Yeah. Not one of the best, but one of the creepier ones yeah and then it cuts to rod's funeral and so even before this funeral scene they pull him down nancy's dad and this other cop and they put this dead kid's head in nancy's lap and i'm like is she not going to be traumatized enough Mm -hmm. don't give him to her yeah she just saw her bloody best friend and now we're adding on to it let's just keep it going right no wonder she's not sleeping that's my biggest problem (laughs) with this movie I have such a huge, like, I make notes of it later because they go to the sleep study thing here in a minute. I I just, they're like, oh, she's not sleeping. And then you figure out it's been like two days since Tina was, mur- like, of course she's not exactly. sleeping. Even it's, if it's... she's traumatized. Let's just take out nightmare, like, and or Freddy and all that. supernatural nightmares. Yeah. Her friend was just murdered. You think, like, when things happen to people, a lot of times when they close their eyes, they see it Mm -hmm. because they're not occupying their brain with anything else, you know, especially when you take sleep and you're taking away all the noise and all the lights and all the everything, you know. And it's not like she, it was a very bloody death, too, that she saw. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It wasn't like she had a heart attack or something and just keeled over. Yeah. It was, she got murdered in the same house as her. Mm-hmm. Like, while she was sleeping. Right. Fucking A. I would be terrified too. Mm-hmm. She got her in her sleep. What happened? What's going to happen when I go to sleep? Even not in my dreams. Exactly. In the real world. Somebody's after people. Exactly. But it cuts to Rod's funeral scene, and Nancy tells her dad there's a killer still on the loose. And he's burned, and he wears a weird hat and a red and green sweater. And he uses knives like fingernails. And her mom tells her dad she's going to get Nancy to help, and she takes Nancy to a sleep study. I have a question. I know she's not sleeping. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. So sleep study. Also mm-hmm. kind of get that. But at this point, would you not think it would be more like psychiatric or psychological? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a sleep study. Exactly. It's not like she got sleep apnea. Exactly. She doesn't need oxygen what when she fuck? sleeps. But she takes her to a sleep study. And I get that that's the direction the movie had to take to make these certain mm-hmm. plot points. But it's just like as a parent... Knowing that there has been obvious trauma here, go to a fucking trauma specialist, which would be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Well, I mean, maybe if she believed in that type of thing, she wouldn't have such a bad drinking problem. That's true. Just a thought. That's true. She wants a pill to make her not dream. So she's like, I want to go to sleep, but can you, like, give me something to not dream? And no. 
that's... Dreaming is, they don't really say this in the movie, but dreaming is the way that our brain kind of resolves the day. Yeah. You know, it pro- it's processing everything that's happening, but it's doing it in a way that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you have to dream. That's just like a thing you have to do. Whether you remember it or not, I this may not be a true statistic, but I think it is. You dream every two minutes when you get into a certain cycle. Holy crap. Different really? dreams. So when you remember a dream, you're really only remembering a few minutes of time, even though they feel forever. Your brain cycles through dreams because it is processing everything that it has taken in in one way or another. So that makes sense on why when you dream that you can remember a long space, it kind of like merges into other rooms that shouldn't even be connected in your house or Mm -hmm. things like that. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. My very first psychology class I ever took, we talked about dreams and near-death experiences kind of within the same chapter. And we did talk about how the brain processes things and why some people are we didn't get a why, why some people can remember dreams more than others, but that it is something that we do very often. It's not like we just have one dream and, or yeah. we don't like people are like, I don't dream. You do dream. So even though I can't remember them, you I just, still dream all night long. Yes. Interesting. You just don't remember it. Hmm. Somebody with a neuroscience degree is going to come after me, but I'm pretty sure that information is correct. <laughs> so the doctor tells the mom, so they're just sitting there watching her sleep. And the doctor tells the mom, she seems to be a normal girl that's just gone through two days of hell. Thank you, doctor. Clearly. Obviously. His degree was worth it. Like, yeah. (laughs) He was able to say, oh, she saw two of her friends murdered. She's had a rough couple days. (laughs) Nobody else is able to give her that. But the the doctor tells her they still don't know what dreams are or where they come from, which is only partially true. So Nancy starts dreaming and her dream numbers are, they start out normal. They're within a certain like range that they want them to be normal oh she's dreaming but then her numbers go way way off the charts like he's like this is something that i've never seen before this is way out of the parameters of normal dreams and she starts convulsing and screaming so they wake her up and they immediately want to sedate her and she's like don't you fucking dare why would you wake her up and then sedate her anyway jesus christ that's mean you know you're sending her back to i'm the kind of person like if i wake up and I'm close to waking up anyways, and I wake up out of a deep sleep. And if I go right back to sleep, I can continue having the same dream. That's crazy. She actually also got a bad cut and brought Freddy's hat out of the dream. Mm-hmm. And she shows them. She's like, bitches, look at this. And they're like, where did you get that? You just watched her the whole time. I know that that's exactly. hard to wrap where your... Where did she fucking... Where do you think she got yeah, it? Yeah, I know it's hard to wrap your head around, but... Do you think you were staring at her, but for a split second she wandered over and grabbed a hat? Yeah. With everything she's wired up to. (laughs) So Nancy starts yelling at her mom and trying to convince her what's happening is real later at home. You know, she's like, what, did I just pull that ass out of my hat? (laughs) Pull that hat out of my ass? That's like the fourth time I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) But his name is on the fucking hat. It says his name fucking in there. And she, her mom is still like, you're just not sleeping. Meh, meh, meh. I took the hat because I wanted you to sleep and all this shit. And she's yelling at her mom. She's, she's being really disrespectful. But at the same time, her mom is just like not being sober at all. And as a kid, there's only so much of that you can take before you just don't respect your parent anymore. Yeah, I agree. Her mom says he can't get to you because he's dead. You'll feel better when you sleep. That's her. Okay, let's look. Okay, again, everything Freddie aside, clearly now she has some sort of phobia of sleep. Yes. This is beyond go to sleep and you'll feel better. She's going to die before she goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, she will die of not sleeping because she's like the record of seven days. 
Yes. She knows, like, how long she can survive without sleeping. And she's sleeping, like, in only 15-minute increments. That's not enough time to get into REM Mm -hmm. and what you actually need to, like, reset your body. So let's just say now she's traumatized of sleep. Take her to a trauma specialist. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's hokey. So she leaves against her mom's wishes and she goes to eat with Glenn just to kind of get out of the house and to not fall asleep. And she comes home to see her mom has barred all the windows in the house. (laughs) All of them. Every window. Like, even the little one in the door. Yes. Is barred up. Fuck, man. Yeah. Whatever. And how did she do that so quickly? Dude. She she had a connection. I need bars in my window now. It's time. (laughs) It's time. Because she was probably only gone for, like, a couple hours. And then all of a sudden, there are bars on all the windows. Yeah. And the little thingy that you can climb up to get up there is tipped over and gone. And broken. She says it's security so her mom takes her down to the cellar and tells her that freddie was a child murderer that killed children in the neighborhood and freddie was freed on a court technicality and a bunch of the parents band together and killed him in an old boiler room that he used to kill kids in so they burned him alive which is fine yeah that's good. good and she says he's dead honey because mommy killed him i even took his knives and she pulls his fucking knives like a trophy out of the furnace and they're all wrapped up i would probably keep them I wouldn't feel. I think she drinks because she killed somebody. I'd be like, good, good, right? good riddance. Fuck you. I mean, he's a child murderer, and that's what we hear. But we full on know that he's a child molester. molester. Yeah, that's what he is. I've only seen the remake once, but I think they actually allude to that in the remake. I think so too. I think they actually do say he was a child molester. So it cuts to Nancy calling Glenn, and it's coming in on the seventh day that she hasn't slept, and she asks for his help getting Freddie when she pulls him out of her dream. So she's war mode. It's, it's battle time. Like, she's, yep. stopped, she's not fucking around anymore. She's going to get this guy, pull him out, and get him out into the real world so that she can kill him again. Mm-hmm. Or get arrested, or whatever the case may be. <laughs> she tells Glenn to meet at her at her porch at midnight, and whatever you do, don't fall asleep. And then she takes more pills with coffee. And he's already fallen asleep. He's the fucking worst. Glenn's mom wakes <laughs> him up and tells him it's close to midnight. It's 1142. So she's like, don't fall asleep. And he immediately is like, I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> While listening to music, watching TV, all of this stuff that really, that's going to put you to sleep. Because he's listening to it loud, too. Yeah. And then that night, like getting around midnight, Nancy's mom tucks her in and takes her coffee stash. But bitch had a fresh brewed pot hiding under her bed. She got, (laughs) her mom like takes all her coffee away. And then she's just like pops this whole plugged in coffee. How do you not smell that? Are you so drunk that you can't smell freshly ground coffee? Come on. What I don't get either is... I have had so much caffeine in my life because I used to have a soda addiction. Caffeine doesn't really bother me. Like, I could sleep right afterwards after having a huge yeah. Coke or something. Yeah. Doesn't bother me at all. At this point, don't you think she wouldn't be have affected some sort of tolerance? by coffee anymore? Well, she's popping pills and taking coffee, so maybe tandem. They <laughs> work pretty well. <laughs> so, Glenn's parents are actually outside calling Nancy crazy because they're nosy neighbors. It's suburbia. Yeah. Like, they see the bars on the window and they're like, mm. She's crazy. This kid has just lost two friends in two days. Yes. Why are these it adults hasn't been that long. so terrible? <laughs> and they're staring at the, you know, her and she's acting so nervous lately is what Glenn's mom said. Wouldn't you <laughs> if your friend was murdered while you slept? Yes. Who knows who and did now it? She's lost two friends. Mm-hmm. Even and she's... if he killed himself. Yeah, right. Exactly. A little nervous. She's a little <laughs> skitzy. 
Yeah, How obviously. How dare she feel that way? I know. She should be normal. So then Nancy calls Glenn, but he's sleeping, and Glenn's dad unplugs the phone because he's like, you're too crazy to hang out with my kid. <laughs> she's staring out the window at his room, and she's like, Glenn, don't fall asleep. But he do. Nancy's phone rings, and it's like this spooky noise, and Nancy rips her phone out of the wall because, of course, it's Freddy, and it rings again after it's ripped out, and it's Freddy. <laughs> his tongue actually comes through the phone and says, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. So she's like, fuck. She kept that, too. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, in real life, she kept that phone. Ew. I know, right? I thought you meant, like, kept it with her when in her rage. No. I mean, like... With the tongue, she kept that? Yes. After the movie was done, she kept that shit. I probably would, too, though. <laughs> like, that's kind of a gross... Mm. I think there's other stuff I would keep. Like, I'd be like, hey, you got plenty of hats, right? I'm gonna take this one. You got plenty of knifey fingers? I yeah. want that. So she goes to leave, and her mother has her locked in, and she's drunk as fuck. You're going to get some sleep tonight if it kills me. <laughs> That's what she says. And then Glenn gets uh, sucked into his bed, and blood pours out of it onto the ceiling. So good. Backwards. Or upside down, rather. So good. Yeah. Which, again, I love blood. Like, just the sight of blood. That's fucking weird. I don't like things in blood. Like, I don't like chunky blood. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. cuts and stabs and stuff, I think, yeah. look cool. It's just the entrails. I'm like, that's fine. That's gory, whatever. But just straight up, like, pouring blood. Like, in the Evil Dead remake, when it rains blood, I think that is so, such a cool aesthetic. I don't know why, but I love this scene. Got it. And so The Shining. So you're a fucking psychopath. Got it. Okay. Cool. I just like blood. I think it looks cool. I like blood. I like blood. <laughs> So then Glenn's mother comes in and naturally starts screaming. And Nancy's dad shows up to the crime scene to see blood leaking through the downstairs That's ceiling. so much fucking blood. Yeah. It's like water yeah. coming in, but it's it's blood. They have like a bucket to catch it and yeah. everything. And Nancy talks to her dad. She calls him. She calls over there and is like, Glenn's dead, huh? And he's like, yeah, Glenn's dead. <laughs> this poor kid. Nobody's being sensitive no. at all. <laughs> And she tells him that she is going to pull Freddy out of her dream and to break the door down in 20 minutes. He's like, yeah, huh? Uh-huh. Sure. Get some sleep. Get some sleep. Like Wake nobody's in 20 fucking minutes. Nobody's douche. listening to this no, poor cares. girl. And Nancy gets to work on like home aloneing her house and she oh. booby traps that shit up because she has had it. In 20 minutes. Actually, not in 20 minutes. 10 minutes. In 10 because minutes. Because the, yeah, the following 10 is when she actually like. I call bullshit. I agree. There's no fucking way you could do that shit in 10 minutes. No yeah. fucking way. Unless she just had it all stored in a closet ready to go. But you then, see her, like, putting shit together and rigging stuff up. And yes. that sledgehammer had to have been heavy. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So then Nancy has to talk with her mom. And they do have this, like, sweet moment together. Whatever. She's real drunk. Whatever. Not that she would remember it anyways. And then Nancy sets her alarm clock. And she says, okay, Kruger, we play in your court. She's a brave-ass bitch. Dude, yeah. I would probably die of not sleeping, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I have... Mm, you guys know this because I've talked about this before, and if this is your first time, hi, welcome. <laughs> I have really, really vivid nightmares, and usually the only dreams I do remember that vividly are nightmares. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, uh, that's sometimes hard to go back to sleep. Like, they don't affect me as much as they used to because I'm so used to it, so I can just go to sleep most of the time. But if they were especially disturbing... Sometimes it's really hard to go back to sleep. I've yeah. had to, you know, typically we put a sleep timer on our TV. So when we, if we wake up in the middle of the night, it's off. And I've had to turn it back on, get Hulu all booted up and yeah. ready to go and start something again. Or just luck, if it's early enough, I just won't go back to sleep. 
So for her to be like, let's do this, I'm coming to you, Mm-mm. is that's scary. Because she's basically banking on him taunting her and not, like, just jumping out and running at her immediately. Exactly. What if he decides, and it would have been smarter of him to not to fuck around with her. Because she, her. yeah, because she wouldn't have been prepared as prepared for it. But my ass, if I was doing this, would be going to sleep in battle gear. I would put I, I would put so much shit in my pockets. Like, I wouldn't be in my PJs and slippers, I tell you that much. I agree. I have my tennis shoes on, my jeans, a bulletproof vest, like, everything. <laughs> I would be ready for yep. war. And in her dream, she goes down to her furnace and sees the knives are gone from the bag. Her mom left them in. And then it's this boiler room. And she's yelling for him. She's like, Kruger, I'm here. Uh, He knows. (laughs) (laughs) She finds Glenn's bloody headphones and he's taunting her with some of that personal stuff. And she yells, show yourself, you bastard. And her clock counts down 10 seconds. And she wakes up and he's not there. But then she relaxes and he pops the fuck up, Mm -hmm. which is a good scare. I, I like you kind of know it's coming, but if you were just like in the audience in 1984, you probably would have been like, <gasps> true, you know, because even at home, I was like, I know he's coming in. He's coming in. There he is. <laughs> you know, she runs out of her room and she locks him in and she kind of wires. The door is wired so that when he gets out, he'll get a sledgehammer to the gut. It'll yeah. fall from the ceiling and get him, which it doesn't get him nearly as hard as I would imagine a sledgehammer would. I agree. He just, he's just kind of like, like go. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, I'm going to split you in two. And when <laughs> when he does get downstairs, there's this chase scene, you know, this cat and mouse game they do for a little while as she's screaming for her dad's help. And then she lights him on fire in the basement. And this is what he's scared of yeah. is being burned because he already has been. And her dad, finally, it takes a fucking house fire for his ass to come because somebody's been watching the house and hearing yeah. her scream. And he's just like... Uh, she's crazy. And then he's like, oh, I guess I should go get her dad. And so her dad does finally come in. And Freddie has broken out of the basement where she locked him in. And they see, like, these fiery footprints going upstairs. And Nancy's like, he's going after mom. And Freddie is still on fire on top of Nancy's mom. And her mom is just a charred... This is when it gets a little cheesy. A little 80s. Yeah. Just a little bit. Which is fine. But this is kind of when it... she goes down into the bed. Yeah. And so she's lowered into the bed and then the bed goes back to normal and she's just been sucked into this oblivion. And it's the only part that I found kind of lame mm-hmm. other than the end scene. The end. And Nancy tells her dad she's okay and he needs to go downstairs. Uh, again, worst parents ever. I'd be like, no, I'm not leaving you. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you need to stay here and mourn your mom. I'll stay right here with you. He's exactly. just like, I'm going to go investigate stuff because I'm a big bad cop. Come on, stay with your kid. Yeah. She's 15 years old. You both just saw her mom, like, sucked into hell. Come on. And so he leaves her in her mom's room, and the door closes behind her on its own. And then Freddie rises from the bedsheets, and she says, I know you were there, Freddie. And he says, you think you were going to get away from me? And Nancy tells him it's too late, and she knows him too well at this point. This whole thing is just a dream. I take back every bit of energy I gave you. You're nothing. You're shit. And she basically says, I want my friends back and I want my mother back. And he goes to get her and he disappears into a bunch of static, which was also a little campy. But she walks outside and it's a beautiful day. So this shifts really fast. She walks outside and it's a beautiful day and her mom is, baby, I'm going to stop drinking. Did I wake you up last night? And then her friends are all alive and they pick her up and it's a perfect dream world, if you will. Get it? The convertible top, when she gets in, covers them, and it's his sweater, and the car locks them in, and then the one, two, Freddy's coming for you starts, 
And then Freddy grabs her mom through the door, and it's very clearly a, a dummy, yeah. like, because it has no bend at all, no. but it sucks, you know, it grabs her through the little window in the door, and then it ends. And, yeah, that's that. And what they did well, I think, was, I thought they set it up for a sequel well. I think some movies don't, and then they just are like, here's a sequel. But yeah. this one left it open-ended, which... Especially being a dream world. You could kill him a million times. It exactly. It's his world. Yeah. He's going to come back. Uh, I did notice during the credits that uh, Minnie Meyer Craven was the sleep study nurse, who I'm assuming is Wes Craven's wife, I would assume. I didn't look into that, but I just made a note when I was watching the credits because I was looking at the cast members, seeing if there were any names that maybe got famous later mm-hmm. but i just saw her she was the sleep study nurse so i thought that was kind of cool yeah the convertible when it slammed like that that was real their, their reactions they didn't realize it was going to do that so when they're laughing and also screaming that was a real reaction and then this whole thing actually came from a real story so well partly right so there were it came from three Southeast Asian people that came to L.A. that died in their sleep. And what these guys would do is they... What happened was each one of them, in turn, had a horrible nightmare. And then they would go, like, a week without sleeping and telling everyone that they're going to die in their sleep. And then they would finally fall asleep and they would die. What the fuck? And Wes Craven read those headlines and it freaked him out. And he made this movie. That's... Really smart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said earlier, there's a lot of open-ended stuff here. Now, we're not going to talk about the sequels. We're just going to say this is the only Nightmare on Elm Street we've ever seen, which for me, it actually is. I have not seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels on purpose. That one is because I just get so, especially when you're in the 80s and the 90s and sequels have, it's weird. They do this incredible fucking movie. Mm -hmm. In that same time frame. And then for some reason, you would think they'd get a bigger budget or better crew. But the first ones just always tend to be incredible. And we've just seen a lot of second movies, sequels, Exorcist being one of them, that have just been garbage. And so I've never watched them personally. Well, I just want to note on that. Part of why that happens is because most of these amazing directors that start out these series don't want to do it again. Yeah. They're like Steven Spielberg and Wes Craven that don't want to do the same thing over and over again. They don't want to get stuck in that niche. So they leave to do other amazing things. And then these directors that don't have the that movie studios still want the money. Exactly. Yeah. Or don't care or don't have the budget because the movie studio or wants the more skill money. set or the creativity. Those are the ones that get saddled with the sequels. That's why they suck. Yeah. I have seen all of uh, Friday the 13th. I've seen all of. Halloween, I've seen all of Nightmare on Elm Street. I've seen all of Hellraiser, and they're all the same. The first one's amazing, and then the rest of them kind of peer off. I like most of the Halloweens, but yeah. Yeah. And that's why I haven't seen them, and I'm sure they're great, but just taking this movie on its own is... uh, You don't, like I said, need the answers to why. And maybe they get answered later. I don't know. We can talk about that next year if we do the second one or whatever the case may be whatever i don't remember enough to yeah like i don't i don't know why or how he does this but to be honest i again it's so good for just what it is that i don't really care i didn't end watching this like but how the fuck did he do that Mm -hmm. you know because there are some where i have been like that where Mm -hmm. i'm like that, w- that wasn't good enough to not give me answers exactly (laughs) but this this one is this was good enough you don't care to ask yeah exactly I would for sure give this movie, ooh, 
I almost give this one a five. It was like so mm-hmm. close to a five, but I probably would stick around a four and a half only because it would have been perfect to me with special effects until that last like mm-hmm. 15 minutes. And I don't dock it because it was, it's just eighties. Like it's just what it is. I yeah. don't expect, but it was almost to me a perfect. Cause I mean, when you look at the exorcist, for example, I didn't think any of those were, those effects were cheesy at all. Mm-mm. And so I know that it can be done, yeah. you know, so a uh, four and a half probably from me. Yeah, exactly. Like I keep saying, the ending can make or break one of these movies. Yeah. And I don't think it broke it. No, no, no. But not yeah, at all. probably four out of five. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this uh, classic slasher episode. You can hang out with us on all of our social medias. Our Facebook and Instagram are both just the Extra Sisters podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Extra Sisters. And if you want to check out our blog posts, all of our episodes, anything like that, you can hit up our website. It is extrasisters.com. And if you have any recommendations for movies or have an opinion about anything, you can find us at the Extra Sisters at gmail.com as well. And we would love to talk to you there. And next time... We'll tear your soul apart. (laughs) Till then, stay creepy.